welcome to another edition of Two Steps Ahead Podcast. You know, in life, there's the next right step. Do you take it? If you don't, you step in dog poop? Possibly. Well, we've stepped in both. And so we are Two Steps Ahead Podcast, highlighting the stuff we've stepped in so you don't have to. Maybe learn a thing or two. Like in 2020, what a doozy. Doozy of a year in 2020. <laughs> lots of things to learn. Yes, lots of things to step in. <laughs> and we've all done it. Yes. But uh, as we approach new things, mm-hmm. you know, new years, uh, new hopes, new dreams, new avenues in life, it's always kind of this time of year that we sit back and we reflect on things that happened mm-hmm. and look forward to things that are going to happen. And so on New Year's Eve, when we're counting down three, two, one, watching the ball drop in Times Square, we never thought that 2020 would be the way it was. Never. Never. <clears throat> never. And so uh, we take a look back at 2020 and everything that went on. How was it? Like literally when you think about like mm-hmm. for you, mm-hmm. I mean, how was it? I it's hard to even um, encompass it because it was just, it just feels very, feels like a whirlwind. It feels like very overwhelming. It's kind of like, you know, how sometimes you see in the movies or in TV or something, something will happen and they're like, okay, what just happened? Like, that's what, like, I feel like saying that phrase, even though it sounds really um, trite and not very original, that's what I like. Okay. What, what just happened? Like, what is that? Because there were so many things that came out during the year it's hard to keep up and we're still kind of you know going through it but um that would be my over encompassing like just kind of overwhelm whirlwind what just happened (laughs) so 2020 hashtag what just happened yeah (laughs) i think i'm gonna adopt that that's the new thing (laughs) hey so um i was thinking back over the year for the show Mm mm-hmm and I know in general, you know, we started in the fall of 2019. Right. Okay. And I know a lot of people, especially early on during the lockdown, a lot of people did one of two things. They either went to TikTok and occupied their time. Mm-hmm. Actually, I guess one of three things. They binged, watched everything on Netflix. <laughs> everything. Starting with the Tiger King. Yes, with the Tiger King. <laughs> Gosh, that seems like a decade ago, the Tiger King. Yes, I still Carol can't unsee basket. some of the things that I saw on that. And I didn't watch that much of it. <laughs> it was, just enough so we can do the show about out. it. I watched just enough so we so can do the good. show about it. Yeah. And then um and then people start podcasts. A lot of people in the in the world started podcasts, a lot of podcasts. So we started ours back in uh the fall early fall of 2019, okay? So we had already been doing this for a while when the whole thing shut down, the world got sick. But I'm amazed at everything we were able to accomplish Mm -hmm. in 2020 Mm -hmm. in spite of Mm -hmm. the things that went down. Mm -hmm. You know, we were able to continually to do a show. We have not missed one week. Uh, We've been able to maintain healthy, a healthy lifestyle. Yep. Uh, as far as the way we do things and conduct business and stuff like that, we were able to get out and about. Mm-hmm. You know, we think back to uh, the beach, your favorite spot. We hit the <laughs> beach a couple times, in fact, three times, really. <laughs> we did. Santa Monica was freezing, but Long Beach was definitely a highlight. Yeah, we did Long Beach twice, actually mm-hmm. sitting on the beach. Mm-hmm. Santa Monica, we were at the pier not too long ago, 
and we were actually sitting on the beach, enjoying the outdoors. Um, I think back to uh, Kyoto Gardens at the Doubletree downtown. Mm-hmm. Hot. On that super hot day. It was so hot. But the peace and tranquility that came from that. <laughs> well, we're sitting out there melting. Yeah. And then we went into that um, Starbucks, and the lady had a mask on. <laughs> then there's like 15 layers of plexiglass, and I'm supposed to wear a mask. It's and amazing then, that you even got what you ordered because neither one of you could hear each other. I didn't know what she said. So just give me some iced tea, something cold. <laughs> Um, and so, you know, we did that and then, you know, we were at the, the Newhall Ranch, uh, yes. you know, Newhall Ranch refinery. refinery, which is kind of amazing that we pulled that off because mm-hmm. we were scheduled to do the show from there and it was open and then we would show up that morning and all of a sudden the edict went down that everything's closed. Right. Um, and you know. sadly they are still closed. Are the really? Newhall refinery. Yeah. Because they don't have, I don't know if you remember the yeah. street, um, that there's, they just don't have any sidewalk right in wow, that particular yeah. place. So the one on the corner is open because they have the whole corner that they can utilize right, for right. outside seating. But but Newhall Refinery itself um, just didn't have any you know alternative. Sadly, so they're so closed. Here's one thing that's kind of interesting because I remember we were there that day, and we were trying to think about okay, if we can't get in, what can we do? Mm-hmm. We went and talked to that place you mentioned on the corner. There was a big collage thing outside, mm-hmm. you know, and we're thinking, well, maybe we could sit here and do this, and we're trying to figure out what we can do. Now, it'd be like no problem just to pop up shop anywhere yeah. and sit down and do it because we've done it so much. We have. We've just popped up shop anywhere. Um, we're very mobile now. Yes. And I acquired my GoPro. Ooh. So I'm thinking now we can start really being mobile. I'm thinking we can ride roller coasters. Yes. We can get on the Ferris wheels. I really want to go to Universal um, Studios and, you know, they have that fly machine. Oh, yes. The um, like simulator. Yeah, yeah. The simulator fly machine where you get in the tube. It's like a wind tunnel yeah, and you like fly. That, yeah. yeah, I think we should totally do that. Yeah, so a lot of good things coming in the new year. Yes. But you think about that and, and you think about just being able to pull off some of that stuff and being able to go to these places and you know have some fun. I mean, we did El Torito Restaurant in Pasadena. We did. And that was a lot of fun. That was fun. And so when we think from the show perspective... Because really, that's pretty much for me, the entire year was based around the show. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, things happen. You lose your job and then you're out of work. But, you know, you think of the the positive things. And so I just kind of had extra time. So I said, let's do, you know, I'm going to put it into the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've expanded. You know, we've been on, uh, we're on, uh, you know, several TV stations up and down the coast from San Francisco to San Clemente. So, Um, okay. So we're in six cities. We're uh, Santa Clarita. Yeah, we're in Santa Clarita. San Jose. Or sorry, no. at the top, San so, Francisco. So San Francisco, and then um, we're in Santa Clarita, Pasadena, Long Beach, San Clemente, and there's a couple that are in the works. Okay. That have been delayed. Okay. Because of um, just whatever, you know, the, the so world five, that we live in. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so five markets, and then a couple stations in those markets. Mm-hmm. So I think we're on like eight stations. Um and then there would have been some other things too, but again, the world that we live in right now is kind of slow paced. Right. But uh, but I think back on it, and it's like, yeah, it was a it was a tough year. I think for me personally, uh, I traveled more than I did mm-hmm. any other time. I mean, I went to I had to go to San Francisco a couple times uh, to conduct business, but that was fun. Got mm-hmm. to see some things. Uh, I was there on the orange day, the day that the world turned <laughs> the like a pumpkin. <laughs> Um, that was fascinating. Uh, I went to uh, Las Vegas a couple times, um, and that was eerie. 
because nobody was there. I mean, it was a ghost town. I remember taking a picture over the strip on one of the bridges between the MGM and New York, New York, and not a single car was coming. Oh, wow. Not one car. Wow. I mean, for the distance, not right, one right. car. Wow. It was like, wow. Um, but again, the way they handled things and conducted their business, you know, there was no problems. Um, you know, and then, uh, I went back to Nebraska to see some family and we had a good time there. And so, um, you know, and so, and, and that was the thing, you know, I was sitting out the other day, uh, because you can go still as of this broadcast, you can go to Pasadena and you can still eat outdoors and down Colorado, which usually is the, what well, it is the route for the Rose Parade. But since there's no Rose Parade this year for the 2021 new year, um, what they did in the, uh, during the December, the holidays was, um, they would put seating on the street. And so they would basically take a lane. And so we could all sit outside, plenty of space to sit. And, and that and hasn't safe. stopped? As of now, no, we can still do it. So Pasadena is not part of LA County? No, they have their own, um, okay. health department. Because where I live, it's yeah, taken it, away. Yeah, no, no more outside seating. Yeah, no. It's, it's just now strictly takeout. As, as of now, <laughs> uh, this conversation, you can still sit outside. <laughs> Um, and you could still dine because they have their own health um, department and their own hospital. So they're monitoring their own thing. You know, okay. their own city. And so as of now, you can't. But here's the thing. So I was talking to somebody. So some guy came up and he's like, why are you guys out here sitting? And why are you out here eating? And it's like, because we can. You know, there, there are things that you can do that we were able to do. And even thinking back over the year, things that we can do to protect ourselves and still conduct show business or still mm-hmm. do shows, things like that. Mm-hmm. And that's what it was. You know, it was just kind of common sense. I would go to the beach once a week usually um, and hang out at the beach and nobody was there. Mm-hmm. But then during like the 4th of July when everybody was there, I didn't go. Right. You know, during uh, I think Labor Day or whatever it was, um, everybody's there. Well, I didn't go or I went some other place that was kind of off the beaten path because I didn't put myself in those, you know, mm-hmm. situations. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, so I just kind of think about, you know, maneuvering through 2020 and it took some creativity and it took some ingenuity to still get a lot of things done and not just sit there for me and binge watch, you know, entire Netflix. Right. You know, cause I just, that would drive me crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we have come a long way this year. I mean, we have not missed a beat, honestly. We have um, stayed completely on schedule. We have not missed a week. Um, and we have grown in a lot of ways as far as like we're taking it on tour. We're filming outside. We're filming in precarious situations. We've almost been, you know, clobbered by kites and, and parasurfers. And we were, you know, like you said, an El Torito restaurant where it was just so um, noisy and, and chaotic a little bit, you know, with the crowd, you know, people eating. Um, behind us and so we've been in we've put ourselves in a lot of new situations like okay we're not sure how this is going to go but we're just going to do it and find out so that way we can you know learn for the future so that has been a real um, joy is figuring out because we don't have a specific space to film in so we're kind of jumping around so that to to figure out the lighting and the the sound and the protection and the you know, sometimes the elements don't really, <laughs> it's either like a sauna, like 116 or it's freezing on the beach and yeah, we and were at uh, like the Arctic. We went to the Hollywood sign. We did the show from the Hollywood sign. Oh, that's right. And it was like a thousand degrees. We might yeah. as well have been doing the show on the surface of the sun. <laughs> and so then the next set of shows were down at Santa Monica Pier 
and we might as well have been you know hanging out with penguins in the oh, Antarctic. It was so cold. And, uh, and, and so I'm sorry, a really funny thing when we came home that night. So my family's like, and so we're standing, we're sitting, they're sitting in the family room, and I came in, and I'm standing there, and they're asking me questions like, "So how'd the show go? And what did you guys talk about?" And as we're doing this, I'm ta- I'm peeling off layers. Right. And so I'm, I'm taking off clothes and finally they're looking at me. They're like, what are you doing? Because there were four sweaters on the end of the couch and, or across the couch. And there were, um, three shirts. I was, so then I was down to my t-shirt. So four sweaters and three shirts were laying on, and they're just watching me like, it was like a commercial, like a funny, like, or like a uh, Seinfeld episode. I'm just taking off layer after layer. It was cold that day. It was freezing. What was hotter? The day at the Doubletree at the Kyoto Gardens or the day at the Hollywood sign? Um, I would say Kyoto Gardens was hotter yeah, for me. It that, was very, it was, it was that stymied, right. hot. It was the air was right. hot. The atmosphere was like there's not, there wasn't any wind. The, um, Hollywood sign was hot because of the sun yeah. was like right on us. But then as soon as the sun moved, it wasn't quite so bad. Yeah. The clouds crossed it. Yeah. The people, yeah. Kyoto yeah. Gardens was definitely, I was melting. I was, Ready for a nap. Well, that was a nice place. It was. It was a nice place to do it. But see, the other thing I learned throughout doing all this is that one, like with anything, you have to sit there and you kind of have to be, um, not creative, but you have to kind of be flexible. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have to be mm-hmm. flexible in certain things and especially in unusual times. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of one of the hardest things to kind of overcome is that flexibility. But then you also realize too that, okay, like you said, we didn't have the studio per se that we would normally doing, uh, be doing our show in, which, uh, was through most of the fall mm-hmm. of 2019, but it allowed us to do other things. One of the things we wanted to do was take the show on the road mm-hmm. and ideas were like the Grammy museum, which is still, uh, on the list, but we can't go over there now. And it was some of those type of things around LA, some museums and places like that, but they were all closed. So then the idea was, okay, what can we do that's on the road, but isn't going to, you know, require us to be in an enclosed environment. Mm-hmm. And that's when the Kyoto gardens, that's when the Hollywood sign, that's when the beach mm-hmm. popped up because there's nothing better, more refreshing and energizing than sitting at the beach <laughs> until the seagulls and the, <laughs> kite skiers come and knock you out funny (laughs) but that was the thing and and so when you start to realize it's like okay so some of the stuff that we did and we had to experience was not the best and for a lot of people 2020 might have been even worse off because maybe they lost a loved one or somebody got really sick and so you know we remember that but it also provide opportunity to kind of rethink how we do things and Mm -hmm. to kind of re you know get a perspective kind of like I don't want to say reset because that's being, you know, overused. But yeah, it allowed you to sit there and be like, okay, we got a blank slate. What can we do? And how can we do it? That's something unique and different. Mm-hmm. And otherwise, we'd still be in the studio. We'd still be doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And yet now we're able to hopefully provide at least the people that watch the shows uh, on YouTube or IGTV or the TV stations that we're on an opportunity to kind of see different things and kind of mix it up a little bit. Right, right. So it's fun, you know, and uh, you had the idea to go around to the different iconic places, you know, some of our outdoor, you know, on tour, which I think was a great idea because listening to us on the podcast gives one experience, but then watching the the video recording, you can see the Hollywood sign, you can see the iconic um, Santa Monica Pier, you can see the Kyoto Gardens, you can see, you know, the El Torito. And so it gives a whole, or the beach, the, the one of the... um 
the Long Beach episodes, you know, the sun was setting and it was gorgeous. It was so, I stopped and took pictures right in the middle of the show because it was just absolutely gorgeous, um, the sun going down. So we do, you know, we are experiencing these different iconic, you know, SoCal locations, which I think is very, very cool. And, and had you still had that studio, um, we would have been in the studio every week and not out and about. So I, I really appreciate that we have um, kind of gone with the, the current climate, you know, the current culture that we're in. And we're just like, okay, let's just, how do we, how do we navigate, you know, where we are? We don't have the studio anymore. So plan B and plan B has been amazing. Yeah. It's actually been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's, and that's kind of the point of, of learning from it is that oftentimes we want to do things a certain way and we think things should be done a certain way, like mm-hmm. doing a show in the studio and all this and that. But then you realize that there's other chances that you're forced to take, mm-hmm. you know, because you have to, I mean, like you said, we could either shut down or we could find other modes by which to do things. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we started out, you know, doing some stuff from your place. We do some stuff in my place. We do some stuff on the road. And then we start to realize that, okay, wait a minute. There's some things that we can do more so than we ever thought we could do. Right. If it wasn't for this. Right. And that's the thing that, you know, you can appreciate. They always say what the look for the silver lining in the cloud. You know, the silver lining for me, because most of, like I said, what I had going on this year was this, the, the show, because uh, I don't have anything else, um, and, and it was to look at that and see how can we overcome the obstacles, the hurdles, mm-hmm. the challenges that are thrown at us. Mm-hmm. And those are the type of things that you can learn in life no matter what. All right. I mean, this would be translated to so many different yeah. things. Yeah. Just take away the pandemic and, you know, what if you have these other challenges yeah. in life that happen? These other things going on in life. How can you overcome them? How can you, you know, rise up to meet the challenges? What can you do to overcome the obstacles? We talk about that all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, take your passion, make it happen, let yourself be great, overcome the hurdles. I think one of our biggest shows was one of the first shows we did. It might even be episode six. Uh, I get knocked down, but I get up again. Never mm-hmm. going to keep me down. Yeah. I mean, on our SoundCloud account, that's still going today. I'm getting notifications of people listening to that even today. Mm. And it's one of the most listened to shows on our SoundCloud account. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, yeah, that's the thing. Overcoming those obstacles, overcoming those hurdles and getting up and keep going, mm-hmm. keep going mm-hmm. is an important lesson to learn. And that's one of the things that we should have been able to learn this year is, yeah, we don't have the traditional graduations. We don't have the traditional wedding ceremonies. We don't have the traditional schools. Mm-hmm. You know, we missed out on that and everything's changed mm-hmm. and doesn't necessarily mean those changes are good, mm-hmm. but we adapt and we realize that, okay, maybe there's some other things that we can do. Mm-hmm. To put the focus more on, like we were talked about us, the people, mm-hmm. than the ceremony. The people over the thing. Right. Which I think is important to remember. The people over whatever it is that we think. We get wrapped up too much in the, the ceremony of it all, and we forget the people behind it. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing we need to remember. <clears throat> we do. And I think um, that's probably another area that we have... Um, grown during the year. So, you know, we could talk about our successes and our failures, you know, throughout the year. Um, you know, the successes were that we have adapted to the environment and we have, um, stayed on course and we have not wavered and we have, you know, moved forward regardless, you know, of what was going on, you know, that's a success in the structural part of it. And I think, um, and you've done an amazing job with the technology and the sound and the equipment and the filming and the editing and um, 
you know, I was remarking earlier about the, you know, the sound quality on location, you know, at the beach or at the um, Hollywood sign or whatever. It sounds like we were in a studio, even though we were outside. And so it's, we've have uh, so many, you know, successes, you know, in that area. And I think the, um, you know, some of the, some of the content, you know, I think we have grown, you know, over, um, the year as well, you know, just tight, you know, not only being mobile, but also, you know, the conversations, um, gosh, I cringe. I, I still cannot get, bring myself to watch our very first yeah, that was rough. Podcast. Have you looked at it recently? Yeah. I, in fact, I just uh, <laughs> was going through some of them not too long ago. And the, uh, yeah, the first one was pretty rough. But it goes back to kind of the thing of, hey, let's do this and let's just get it done and we'll, and we'll, we'll progress as we go. Right. We just needed a starting point. And so I, I can't bring myself to do it. One of these days I will go back and I'll, and I'll I probably should do it sooner than later. Watch that very first episode. But it kind of makes me... I was going to say but cringe, it, yeah. but, but but if you watch the the progress between episode one and episode two, yeah, yeah, then you see why it was necessary to have episode one. Yes, yes, I like that's the good way to say yeah. it. Why it was necessary to have that episode yeah. one? Yeah, I like the the way that you put that. We needed that to get to that to get to where we are now today. Yes, yes, and so if you have the stomach for being not so great in the beginning then you have something to work with and to grow from and to learn from and, you know, and to move on. And so that also is a, is a, um, I I look at our content as a success on my side, success and maybe failure, but, um, mostly, um, success in the fact that we have come a long way from that first episode. I remember I was, I was remembering the first the introduction to that first episode. Man, that was rough and raw. Was it really? Yeah, there was like there was like nothing to it. It was just like, what are you doing? Um, well, I think we even sat there and like stared at each other yes. for a minute. A couple times we yeah, we, we had a couple different. Yeah, and it we just like sat there and we're like, like okay, how do now we what? start? What do we do? What do we say? <laughs> but 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 see that but see that's that's the point that that's sometimes sometimes that you know people they they don't know how to do something. But they want to. Mm-hmm. Well, just do it. That's that, that's kind of like my afraid, attitude. Yeah. yeah, just do it because you don't know where it's going to go. I mean, I take a look at any TV show, for example, mm-hmm. and the first episodes, the first season, it's it is what it is. Seinfeld is a classic example. The pilot was really good. They played the pilot not too long ago, and I was pleasantly surprised. But the first season. Oh my gosh, it's painstaking. Yeah. I don't know how it made it to the second season. The other seasons were phenomenal. And then you get into season like eight or nine or something and they are just hilarious. But it took a while for Kramer to become Kramer. Right. And it took a while for George to become, George is getting upset. Like that, you know, yeah. cause they're always yelling, you know, towards the, the later and, but that's what makes it better. They were getting into their groove. So every time I look at a season one Seinfeld, I'm like, okay, see? We're okay. Yeah, we're okay. <laughs> I don't know if it's Seinfeld or if it's something else, but there's but there was another TV show, but it might have been Seinfeld because I think we might have you might have mentioned that before. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's a lot of shows that are like, wait a minute, um, what if season one got canceled? Mm-hmm. You know, we never would have maybe, had yeah, yeah the maybe, rest of it. Maybe Friends. I don't know. There's I was watch because I like to watch sometimes, especially this past year. There were a lot of things on TV because they needed content. Mm-hmm. It was behind the scenes, mm-hmm. you know, and they would do the show behind the scenes of these different shows. And there was a few of them that were like, 
yeah, they didn't really want to do a season two because they thought that it wasn't a good show, but they had no other content. Or there was a couple of shows that wanted to be, they wanted to cut mid-season and not continue because the ratings were so bad. Mm-hmm. But they're like, we have nothing to replace them. Mm-hmm. And so we just got to suck it up. Mm-hmm. And then the second half, it's like, oh, wait a minute, there's a little bit of improvement. Mm-hmm more traction mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they take off right or you know you think of any you know music group out there you know um i think one of the i was talking last episode about spotify spotify puts mm-hmm. out there um at least they did this year what you listen to like the most listened to groups the most listened to songs and one of the groups that came up uh, as one of the top groups that I'd frequent on my spotify was bon jovi and you think of a group like that you know they were booed off the stage at one point allegedly when they first hit the stage <laughs> And then they, now they've gone on to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and, you know, the dude's yeah. worth like $400 million and, you know, all kinds of albums and success. So sometimes you get those humble beginnings, mm-hmm. but if you stick to it. I would say always humble beginnings. Yeah, I think so too. I, I would say always because people seem as if to come out of nowhere, but there was a whole lot of preparation yeah. going on to but, get that spark. To get to there. But but yeah. if you stick to it and you don't give up, mm-hmm. then chances are you're going to get there. I've seen so many people try mm-hmm. and then they just give up. Because it takes a little bit of work, but they don't want to commit to that. Or and, they're not getting enough immediate, yeah. you know, they want the 10 year applause in the first month. Right, right. And like you do, you're not going to get that 10 year applause until 10 years from now. And that's hard to stomach. That's hard to, um, I think that's one of the things that I've been struggling with this year that, um, is just being, you know, settled, like you mentioned, you know, at the beginning, like, okay, 2020, what has it done? What has it brought? And yes, we have had these successes, you know, as far as, um, building the show and learning how to be mobile and, um, you know, not missing any time and being dedicated. We've had a lot of, you know, successes for that, but I think that, um, part of what I, like on the on the other side of it, the flip side, what I struggled with in 2020 is just being settled. Like I don't do well when I'm in the middle of a situation. I'm much better after the situation, looking at it in hindsight and reflecting and like, okay, now I can kind of see and now I can do, you know, Monday morning quarterback. But when you're on the field and the foot, you know, the, the, the other team is coming at you, it's like, eh, like, <laughs> I don't know where I am. I don't know where I'm supposed to stand. And I just felt so thrown off this entire year. So in my mind, I mean, if probably if I would go back and listen to some of um, the shows, maybe it wouldn't be as bad as what I thought. But in my mind, um, some of the shows, what it felt like to me is that I just couldn't make heads or tails of what was going on. Like the whole racism stuff, you know, that came out, it's like, okay, what do you, how do you make heads or tails out of um, all of this, the um, stuff that went on this year that um, came out in public and then, you know, the pandemic and the mask and the not mask and the information in this. And how do you make heads or tails of that? And then you have the political, you know, election with all of this um, lying and manipulation. How do you make heads or tails of that? And then I know with my um, Christian um, faith, I saw a lot of things that and got into a lot of arguments with people that, things that I genuinely did not understand and do not understand and when I started asking questions, I was like mobbed and um, I feel more secure in my position today 
than I did, you know, three months ago, but I'm still on that same track. Like, like I, there's just things like, I just don't understand. And so, um, I was kind of like, not a crisis in faith as far as like God is concerned, but a crisis in the people, um, crisis, like very questioning, you know, the church and what is going on with the church, what is going on in, you know, both the Republican and the Democratic Party, what is going on socially with all of the, you know, the racism and everything. And so for me to do a show in the middle of all of that, plus I was experiencing um, my own, you know, depression and, and um, stuff going on that I always have going on. Um, for me to come and do what to show up was, uh, was, you know, a task, right? But then I'm not always good at articulating when I'm in the middle of something. And so it's hard for me. I feel like, I don't know if it's coming off that way, but just from my perspective, I feel inadequate. And so um, it bothered me, I think, doing sometimes doing the show, it bothered me because I felt like I wasn't prepared or I wasn't, you know, on my game because, like, I just couldn't make sense of anything that's just going on, you know, people losing jobs and people getting sick and people yelling at each other and people fighting all the time and um, just making nasty comments to each other on social media. Like, I, I was just so, like, thrown off and just couldn't make sense out of any of it that... I didn't feel like an adequate co-host. So we were going through the motions of like doing the show, but then I, I there's, there were several times where I was like, what am I, what am I even contributing to the show right now? Because my brain is complete mush. I don't know where to stand. I don't know what to think. I don't know who to trust. And then to, to, then, then to be like on a podcast or to be on a video and, 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 try to bring perspective when I don't even understand where the ball is, let alone what to do with it. Right. <laughs> like which way, which way do you run? Right. Like which way is my end? The ends of like, I don't. So yeah, that bothered me. I think has bothered me this year. I pulled you through it. That's how great I am. You did. No. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. It's commercial. It's, I have to pay my dues day. The great <laughs> yes. Sawn Edom. <laughs> right. Which she came up with. She came up with that. The great Every Sawn so Edom. many shows I have to pay my, yes. my commercial dues. The great yes. Sawn Edom, everyone. <laughs> no, but, but see, that's when you look back. That's going to be the interesting thing because you think about it. You were, were going through, like you said, you know, three things. You got the illness, the, the virus. Then we had great racial unrest, mm -hmm. and then you had uh, the election, which mm -hmm. tore people apart. Mm -hmm. So you had kind of like the trifecta of things going on. Right. And then like for you- and the economy. Well, in the economy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was looking at something, um, mm -hmm. and I didn't realize how bad the economy was because, um, like I said, I, I didn't have my job, so I didn't really- I had my 401k tucked away and my mm -hmm. financial advisor guy that I know, uh, who for me, you know, I don't have a whole lot of stuff, but what I do have, you know, he, he does a good job. But then I just recently went and looked back over the history of it. And, dude, we took a huge hit in a lot of things. We did. And it was like, damn. Because he was just like, we got to let it ride. Got to let it ride. You know? Right, and so right. I just trust. So I didn't have to do the investigating and the watching and the worrying myself. Mm -hmm. I just let him do all that. And when I call him up, he's like, how bad is it? He goes, I just got to let it ride. But it was. It was pretty bad. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of people probably lost, lost a lot more than I ever did um, because of that, uh, because they probably had more to lose. But when you think about all that stuff that we went through, and then this is probably going to be the, the curious thing, maybe a year or two down the road for you, is to go back and watch some of those, listen to some of those shows. And because, mm -hmm. like you said, you're kind of growing 
through it mm-hmm. and going through it, not only through yourself, but also, you know, on a podcast for other people to watch, exactly. other people to, to view, you know, right. you get a different perspective right. when feels, you're watching it versus feels cringe. talking. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and it's called, it almost kind of reminds you of like those childhood actors that are growing up and maybe going through puberty and the, yeah. those ages while on TV, the awkwardness yeah, yeah. of it and trying to figure it out, you know, but the, the, the thing about it is as you continue to push yourself, I think when you come out the other end, you're that much more evolved mm-hmm. because not only did you figure out whatever you figured out through the crisis, through the voting, through the racial tension, through the economic downturn, but then you also fought your way through the process of the show mm-hmm. and now you come out the other end and mm-hmm. I think you get a lot further than if you would have just, you know, like you said, uh, you know, closed up shop and been mm-hmm. like, I don't want to do this anymore or, you know, we took time off or whatever. It would have been a whole different perspective yeah and i think you know because we had talked to uh, several episodes ago about um there are certain things that we are perfectionistic about and other things like we just don't really care right and you had mentioned like the quality of the show and everything is is a high one for you on your list you know to get it right for me content is one of those areas and if i feel like i'm not you know delivering I just won't go back and listen to the show. And so at the beginning, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, this is great. I listen to every show. I'm like, oh, this is, you know, now that I have a little more skin in the game and I'm a little more humble and I'm a little more like, oh, crap. Like now it just feels a little cringe to go back and listen to those um that would probably set my mind in ease because maybe it's not as bad as what I'm thinking. But um it feels... Be- so there's two sides of this. So, so, so one, it feels cringe to go back and look at growing in front of people. The other side of it is that you don't grow unless you, like you can't grow in a podcast unless you're doing a podcast. There, there's just no other way around right. it. If you want to sing on stage and be good at it, you have to get on stage in front of a bunch of people and try some of the dance moves and try out the songs and see how they work. And then that's just the only way to do it, right? So there's that aspect of it. But then there's also the other side of it where for me personally, I am overboard wanting to be real. I want the people around me to be real. I want the people on TV to be real. I want the politicians to be real. I know tall order because a lot of people are not real. Um, we, you know, deny and hide and blame and rationalize and, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff. And then we're all confused, right? So for me, like, I really, 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 really want to be real and just like, put it out there so I can have integrity in myself. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be what I want other people to be. So then my, then my mind starts going, it's like, okay, well, what are my blind spots? Like are people seeing blind spots in me because I'm trying to, I'm being real and real isn't always pretty. Right. <laughs> real is, is like chaotic sometimes and confusing sometimes. And, um, you just kind of like are what you are. And so, I start second guessing, but I want that in other people. I want other people to be real, but then to be that, re- you know, it's hard. And so I guess I struggle with that boundary line because at the end of the day, that is who I want to be. I just want to be the person that like tells it like it is. What are the pros? What are the cons? Um, what are the, what are my blind spots? You know, let me be honest, even though it's going to get me in trouble. Like that's the kind of person that I want to be in not only in my personal life, but in public. And I have always thought like, yeah, I want to be the person on TV that like struggles and people watch me struggling along 
the way. Like if I ever had a position, you know, higher than this, that's what I would do. The flip side is that I'm sitting here second guessing everything that I'm done and I'm questioning like, oh my gosh, I can't go back and watch because I wasn't, I didn't have that macro perspective when I'm on the street and being on the street is kind of ugly and oh my gosh, that show wasn't very good. So I'm, it's that battle within me. It's like the two sides of me like wanting to do that. But then when I do it, it's like, oh man, that just doesn't look good. That didn't sound good. (laughs) Isn't that the whole point of self-growth though is reflection? Yeah. And so you sit down and you reflect. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, this is good. This is bad. We could improve on this. This is going good. We could adjust this, do that. Mm -hmm. And then that's how you sculpt your masterpiece by Mm -hmm. creating this. And then hopefully people will like it. And then it catches on. And then off you go. It is. But I think that in that we have this false sense that we still look good anyway. And we forget that in the scenario that you just said, which is absolutely necessary. And I agree with 100%. It means that you're not going to look good. Yeah. For a while. <laughs> yeah. No, it could take some time. It could take a while. I just assume everything's bad. And so then if I get good feedback, then I'm like, hey, we did something good. Otherwise, whatever. Let's move on to the next one. Yeah. Uh, but no, but, uh, but, but it, it does take time. It does take growth. And especially the uniqueness of this year in having all that in addition to just doing what we do. Cause I remember when you would do your, uh, other things before we started doing the show, like you go back to early 2019 and you're posting some stuff up on, you know, social media. Yeah, I had like weekly videos. Yeah, you had weekly videos and things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Mm -hmm. you would get uh, the views and and so forth. Okay, three. (laughs) (laughs) You're straight polite. I'll just put it out there. I got like three views. (laughs) But see, that wasn't discouraging. You kept going. You kept doing it because you wanted to put it out there. Right. Because I've learned over the years that sometimes we like to appeal to the masses and we want the masses to hear a message. Mm -hmm. But oftentimes it's that one person, Mm -hmm. that one person that heard what you had to say at that particular moment that matters. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think back of that time. I remember, if you remember that TikTok guy who listened to what you had to say. Yeah. And then and that then one time, yeah, yeah. And then that one time, and, and he just happened to come across, you know, something on a TikTok video. And he's like, Oh yeah, I heard this thing about what she said and it made me reflect on this. And that was through TikTok. And at that one particular moment in time, you had an impact on that guy. Mm-hmm. And I still see him floating around on, uh, on TikTok every once in a while. But you had something uh, at that time that he needed to hear, mm-hmm. or however, how you know, and we never know because we talked about this before—the silent minority or the right. you know the, the 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 silent majority right. versus the vocal minority. And there be times where people might not truly understand uh, what they're going through, but they can relate to what you were going through, what I was going through mm-hmm. for the last year, and they'd be like, "Okay, at least I'm not the only one going through this." Yeah, you know, I, at least there's other people out there. Or and the silent majority is hard because if we don't. Like the other day, we went to um, the uh, our therapist, and I was saying, some, I don't know what we we're talking about. And he says, "Oh, I saw your somehow I came across your Facebook post," and I laughed, and I'm like, "Oh shoot, which one?" Because some of them have been kind of controversial, right? And he says it was the one, which I guess the one that had you know tons and tons of comments and we were arguing back and forth. He said, but he says, no, it was really good, really good. And he had this like look on his face. Had I not gone, I haven't seen him in a long time, but we had to go and and talk to him about an issue. And had I not gone that day, like I never would have known because he wouldn't have reached out. Well, he didn't reach out. He'd only told me because he saw me. And so it's so discouraging to not have you like on one hand, we want the validation that's like, Gosh, am I making an impact and are we doing every, doing 
are we on the right track? But then on the other hand, it's like, well, you don't get that until you've earned it. You don't get that audience until you've, you've grown it and earned it. And so it's really hard in that middle to stay the course when the success that you want is not there yet. And it may not be there for five years or 10 years or five months or, you know, whatever. And so that silent majority, it's great to say like, oh yeah, there's that silent majority. But then it's like, well, if you don't hear for because they're silent, right? Right, right. (laughs) And if we don't hear from them, we don't know that they're there. And then it's like, man, am I on the right track? Am I like, you know, three people were watching my videos during the year. And then, you know, our podcast, we do have a lot of um, watchers, but not or listeners and not as much as we would like. So, so it's like, oh man, two years now. It's like, okay, where am I making an impact anywhere? So it's some, it's hard. Sometimes we may never know to persevere. It's hard to keep going, but I think you've touched on it several times. It's like in your heart, if you know that, you know, that this is what you want to do, you just do it. You just keep doing it regardless. You got to do it for yourself first. Yeah. If that's what you truly want. And then you can do it so hopefully, you know, the message gets out there. And it could be anything. You know, I know people that are uh, doing podcasts and it's about, uh, uh, you know, nerdy stuff. That's what they actually call it, nerdy stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, whatever nerdy stuff is, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but it's nerdy stuff. And then there's other people that are talking about, you know, makeup. You know, a lot of people might think that doing something about makeup is, you know, vainful or, you know, what's the point, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's important to some people. It's important Mm -hmm. to a lot of people, in fact. And so they get millions of views. (laughs) And so, you know, it's probably one of the most watched type of things, even though if you sit back and look at it, people could say, you know, or criticize as being, you know, vanity, but Mm -hmm. it's important, you know, fashion, you know, it's important athletics. You know, I worked in sports talk radio for the longest time, well, not for the longest time, but for a long time. And I would sit back and often think, okay, the stuff we talk about is really pointless. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter who won the football game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Right. But to some people, it does matter. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't matter that, you know, this team be that team, but yet to some, it does matter. And that's important. Or one of the things I learned early on too was that, okay, when we watch a game, if our team loses, you know, that's a part of us and we need to go through not necessarily the full stages of grief, but yeah, there's a downtime when you're like bummed and you have mm-hmm. to embrace that. Mm-hmm. Oh, my team lost. I'm bummed mm-hmm. because we have a vested interest in that. And so, yeah, so we have to go through some of those things, but as long as we are there, because I go back and I'll watch my favorite teams, like the twins, mm-hmm. even though they might lose, I'll go back and watch them, go back and watch them, go back and watch them mm-hmm. because that's, you know, who I like to watch and they're a part of me. And so just like if you're doing a show, if you're doing music, how many people have put music out there and the music has flopped? Right. Then they get a one hit wonder and then they go away, but they got that one hit wonder. Right. Others put the music out there and it's successful. Mm-hmm. Um, how many people put, you know, great movies out there, these great producers, you know, Clint Eastwood and, and, you know, uh, the, the DreamWorks people and, you know, you look at, uh, um, Francis Ford Coppola. Coppola, mm-hmm. Coppola. Coppola, and you look at some of these people, Steven Spielberg, you know, and they've even had flops or they put things out there that kind of wasn't very good in the beginning. And mm-hmm. then they grew their craft and they improved and got right. better. So right. it does, it does take time. But if you ask them, I think you'll find out that for the most part, a, they want to do it because they love it. They're doing it for themselves. Right. And then B, they're hoping to have an impact on somebody else, whether it be entertainment or whatever. Right. And that's, and hoping to have impact on somebody else is not a selfish thing because, you know, God has given us so many skills and so many talents and so many passions and so many dreams. And the reason 
we are given those is for the benefit of each other. We're blessed to bless again. Like whatever we have, it's not for the benefit of us. It's for the benefit to share and to, um, because we, you know, how many times have you, um, heard a song and you just, and it just really overwhelms you. It's just like, wow, you know, that is such a great song or a great movie, or you see, um, some piece of art or whatever it is, you know, and you just get that feelings like, oh my gosh, that was fantastic. You know, that is that person's skill and talent moving right. through and, and for everyone else's, you know, enjoyment. The other thing that's interesting is, you know, I was in a, I went to a, an art gallery recently. Um, it was open. So I went in, get some culture and <laughs> it was down in Beverly Hills and they had a uh, Salvatore Dali paintings. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there's so many layers to this. And it's funny cause I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm giving my, interpretation of what I think it is, mm-hmm. right? I'm just mm-hmm. sitting there. I don't know. I have no idea. But I'm sitting there and I'm interpreting it. And um, and so we go through and we, we look at a couple pieces, you know, three or four, and we've interpreted what we've gotten from it, what we think <laughs> what it is and what he's probably trying to express in his paintings, okay? Mm-hmm. And then the uh, the curator comes over and he's like, so what do you guys think of this? And so I'm like, oh, yeah, that's pretty interesting. You know, like, what does this mean? And it's something completely different. He comes up and tells us this whole different thing. And, and so I told him, he goes, what did you think it meant? And I said, well, I thought it meant this. And he goes, yeah, that's completely opposite of what it really means. But I'm like, but how do you know? You just learned from a yeah. book. Yeah. Well, the point being is that we can interpret things. We may want it to be interpreted a certain way, but it might come across differently. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't enjoy the piece less. In fact, I think my interpretation of it made me appreciate the art better than the curator's interpretation of it because mine was more entertaining. Um, <laughs> and when you combine the two, then it makes sense. But mm-hmm. I appreciate it for what I got out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many times you sit there and you sing lyrics to a song and then you realize that they're the wrong lyrics and you find out yeah. what the what the true <laughs> lyrics are and you're like, wait a minute, that song yeah. sucks. My version's better. Yeah, That type of thing. It's, it's just enjoying the product, the creativity or whatever right. that people have another. But the point is, is that we might intend one thing but someone else might take it to a whole new meaning or a whole different meaning. And that's okay. If that's to them, that's what it means. Then more power to them. As long as they're enjoying the creative product, enjoy it. Yeah. My, my English, um, which is the whole point of using your talents and your skills, you know, so that, you know, not only are we fulfilled when we're, you know, behaving the way we were created, but you know, to bless for the enjoyment of other people and to bless other people. I mean, we we're so much, we're richer because of each other's talents. But my English professor said um, years ago, one time she said, you know, you're going to write a story, but the story and is not um, stagnant. It's fluid, even though it's on paper and even though it's in black and white, and even though it's written down and it's published, the book is published and the words cannot be changed. Even still, it's a fluid story because once it releases your hands and it goes it's printed and it's sitting on someone's coffee table that you have no idea they're going to bring their life experiences and their history and their perspective and their opinions and worldviews. They're going to bring all of that to your story when they're reading it. And so it's going to be a different story. The words might be the same from book to book to book, but the experience is going to be different. And in their mind, they're going to, they're going to hold a different story after reading it, then somebody else who, you know, and it's always interesting at a book club 
when there are multiple people discussing a story because you have all these different perspectives and people's like, oh gosh, I didn't even see that. And there may be a group, you know, a collective, oh yeah, this means that. But then there's also so many interpretations because we're bringing our own story to that story and it, it became, it becomes something new. That's the, what's, that's the great thing about art, whether it's music or the written word or paintings or even food, um, beer, you know, Mm -hmm. you do the, Mm -hmm. the Sunday night brew. It's like we bring our own experiences and we kind of make it our, make it our own. And that's the beauty of it is that art is fluid. Love is fluid. It's not, it's not just one thing. The other thing too is how many times you listen to a song over and over and over again, or you watch a movie or a TV show, mm-hmm. and you're always getting something out different, of it. Yeah. yeah, it's always something. Yeah. There's a reason why you go back and you watch it over and over, yeah. listen to it over and over. You yep. experience it over and over because it's not the same experience every time. It's something mm-hmm. different, mm-hmm. and life can be that way. You know, we sit there and we go through life and we expect life to be a certain way. You know, someone said, "I just wish life was normal." Well, what's normal? Yeah, and what is a normal life? What does that mean anymore? You know, and so it's like you make life is what you make of it. And, you know, even through dark times, through the good times, whatever, you got to make the most of it. So if you're, if we're going through a year like 2020, what did you do to make the most of it? Mm-hmm. Did you just exist or did you try to do something? Uh, you know, fortunately, some people still had jobs to go do and they had to do it. Others like teachers had to adapt in their jobs mm-hmm. and some might like it. Some might not. Some experience more challenges. Maybe if you're in special ed, you have more challenges than general ed. Mm-hmm. If you're older, maybe high school or college, maybe your experience is different because the, the, the student's different than mm-hmm. maybe kindergarten, first and second grade. Mm-hmm. You know, so we all have these different challenges and we have to adapt. But how do we make the most of what's given to us? Just like in the good times, you know, in the good times, are we going to sit back and just enjoy or are we going to prepare or, or, or take the good times and do something with it? It's kind of like the market, you know, in the down times, people are still making money when the market's bad. And when the market's good, people are prepared for the time when the market goes bad because they know it's going to you know, right. go bad. Right. So they're always preparing. And that's what you do. You know, it's like, what are you going to make the most of and how are you going to do with what you've got right now? And that's kind of for me in 2020, what I look back on and see is like, you know, we were given something. You want to call it lemonades? We made uh, lemon, we made lemonades. Mm-hmm. If you want to call it, you know, whatever, we did this. And for me, I find as I look back on 2020, that it was kind of refreshing. It was kind of like, I won't say exhilarating, but it was because we took something and we created something and we did things mm-hmm. that probably we wouldn't have been able to have done if life was good mm-hmm. and it became more exciting yeah. because we had the challenges and we rose to the challenge mm-hmm. and we found creative ways to do things that we wanted to do that we probably wouldn't have done if things were good. Right. And, we planted a lot of seeds yeah. this year for growth. And I think that's, and I, and I, and I enjoy that when I look back on it, I think, you know, that's something that's accomplished. You know, I look at what you've come through through the whole thing. Cause yeah, there'll be times I'm sitting here and we're doing a, and you'll show up. And we'll do be doing a podcast record day, and I'm like, oh, she showed up good. That's all I needed. I can take care of the rest. She just showed up. And then there's other times just like, okay, she showed up. She's ready to go. I'm just going to sit back, and I can go on cruise control because I know that you know she's going home. But that's the ebb and flow of the yeah. year, you know, yeah. because it's like, but just showing up yeah. was part of it. And then I know, okay, she's here. We got it. We got it made because you know whatever the case. Um, I was you talk about going back and and listening to things. We're listening to the. Uh, I think it was uh, one of the episodes we did down at the Santa Monica Pier. I think 
it was reconciliation. I'm not sure, but you were freezing cold. I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, should I keep talking? Because is she too cold to talk? I don't know. Should I keep going? Is she like really freezing cold? Because you know when you get cold, you sometimes I was have a hard shivering. time. Yeah. I know. So I'm like, and so like so so I'm like, okay, as long as she's just there, I'll just kind of play off of her and I'll just keep talking. Then when I think she wants to say something, I'll stop. And then when she's like chattering again, I'll jump in. But but that was the thing. It's like you know, just overcoming even some of those things and being there. My hand was literally frozen to the microphone. Yeah, it was cold. Like I couldn't like un ungrip my, my hand. My ear, my left ear, because I had the wind coming off the water. It was like I think I had like you know icicles off of it. Yeah. But uh, but that's the thing. You know, we were able to look back and and think of all the accomplishments and the things that we were able to do because we kind of took a proactive. We took proactive steps to take what was given to us. Mm-hmm. And to create something and to do something with it. And now going forward with anything in life that that comes, what I've learned from 2020, just the experience of this show, I know I can take and handle other things. Now, the outcome might not be as great, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but I know I can handle other things because I have now the tools that I've learned from 2020 and this show and how to do it. To, I can incorporate into uh, and apply into other facets of life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which you know is is huge. Yeah, I I just I think that is so important to set the foundation of what you want to do. I see so many people I know you do as well who want to do something and they just cannot bring themselves to pull the trigger because it's just not going to be right. It's not going to be good enough. It's not going to be you know perfect. And it's very sad. It's very sad. So I think moving forward. Um, you know, I feel like we should have a, like a glass to, you know, cheers, but, um, for everything that we've accomplished. But I think moving forward, you know, for me, I do feel, um, now at the end of the year, I do feel a little more, um, comfortable, I think, and a little more relaxed and a little, because I'm, I'm way better in the macro than I am the micro. And I feel like I've gotten a lot of perspective this year on many different things. And so I can take that, um, and move into the new year with a better grip. Hopefully there won't be as many surprises right. in 21 right. as there were in 20. But um, because we were all just thrown so far off of our game, I feel like. Um, but now it's like since everything has happened, I feel like I can take it and I have a, a kind of like a grasp on where we are. And then I can build from there. So hopefully... <laughs> Well, it's going to be exciting. It'll be. <laughs> and for anything in life, you know, anytime you turn the corner to a new chapter, you know, whether it's a new month, whether it's a new week, whether mm-hmm. it's a new year, mm-hmm. whatever it might be, you know, it's always that turning the page that as you write in the chapters, you know, mm-hmm. the book, when you get to that new chapter, you kind of get reinvigorated to yeah, read. You there's know? hope. Yep. You're, you're going through the chapter and you're like, okay, when's this chapter going to end? Oh, yeah, about the new chapter. Now you're excited yeah. again to continue going because you've reached that new chapter. Yeah. And so we can use that, uh, that enthusiasm and that excitement as we go to the next chapter of whatever that might be and anticipate, you know, anticipate the good, but prepare for the worst. But whatever it's handed to us, mm-hmm. if we can just take it, and use it for the best mm-hmm. or, you know, or take it and try to create something out of it instead of it dictating us, we can kind of control it. That makes mm-hmm. sense. You know, it's kind of like the pottery, the pottery on the potter's wheel. 
it could sit there and spin right. and it can create its own thing just from the force of the you know spinning the gravity, yeah. but if the hands are there molding it then you create that crappy pot that you first made <laughs> and then from there you're creating better pots yeah. and bowls and things and then you've got yeah. you know over here you've got this you know decrepit little thing that you made and then over here you've got a masterpiece of you know some kind of you know cauldron that you're now casting spells on people with because you, know, you gave it to the witch no but there's things you can do and so that's the thing so for me that's what i'm looking forward to is just seeing you know as we move into the next year the next chapter you know whatever comes i think we're prepared to address it mm-hmm. maybe not the specifics of it but we have the the tools to address it and then you know make the most of it and as we look back i don't think for me personally 2020 was as bad as it could have been and I, I think that uh, that's encouraging as we move into, you know, the unknown of the next year. Mm-hmm. There's a lot coming, but hopefully the um, the jarring, hopefully it won't be so jarring. Hopefully yeah. we've kind of all of that stuff erupted and it erupted all at once and which made it worse or it, or it could have been perfect timing um, for it all to happen at the same time. But I feel like now we have something to work with and that's very Hopeful, very exciting. It's kind of like any contact sport, whether you're a boxer, whether you take martial arts, even football. You got to get used to getting hit. Yes, you know, you got to get used to getting hit. You got to, you got to practice. Do you know getting that, the hit. that kickboxers actually hit like bamboo trees? Oh, do they? And yeah. to to toughen up their yeah. shins so that then when they get in the ring, it doesn't hurt so bad. Yeah, I believe. Ugh. But that's the thing. We got to get used to taking those hits. Yes, and giving those hits. Yes, and condition our body. So that we know and experience what that blow is like. You know, law enforcement oftentimes will have to suffer through getting tased or mm-hmm. pepper sprayed mm-hmm. because they, that way they ex- can experience what it's like. Mm-hmm. So you can combat it, right? Right, right. So you, so you're prepared to know what to expect. And that's what 2020, I think, has kind of done. We've taken that blow mm-hmm. and now we're kind of prepared and we kind of know what to expect mm-hmm. and we can utilize and be better equipped now for things that are going to come in the future. Here, here. So hit your bamboo tree. Let's hope that is all true. <laughs> hey, we are Two Steps Ahead Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at uh, TWO, Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Link in the bio. It's a link tree, so it'll bring up many options. you got the swag shop. You've got our YouTube channel, so you can watch all of our videos. And then there's platforms that you can listen to the audio version of our podcast, such as uh, Spotify, Pandora, um, SoundCloud. If you go to SoundCloud, you can actually download and take the episode with you on the go. Um if you uh, listen to RadioWarp.com on Mondays and Wednesdays at 11 a.m. and 8 p.m. Pacific time, we're on there. Plus, there's some cool music as well and some other things going on there. So check that out. You can download the app and take that with you, too. Um, and then also we can find you where? I am on Instagram at Tara Hoke Shiro, T-A-R-A-H-O-K-E-S-C-H-I-R-O. There's a link in my bio for all of the, a uh, lot of the same stuff, the swag shop, my blog, um, the podcast video library as well. And I'm also on Facebook. And TaraShiro.com. Yes. You can go to our website and find out all that cool stuff there too. Hey, so uh, take your passion, make it happen. Let yourself be great, be kind. Don't be an a-hole. And we are Two Steps Ahead Podcast. Thanks, guys.